Welcome to another episode of In Lieu Of. I'm your host, Maddie Lou Chandler, and this is technically episode two of the podcast for next season, but it is going along with episode one. It is getting up a little later than expected because it's a lot harder to pause while recording while watching the show live. And also, I did not finish watching the show live last night. There was the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl on, and they were, well, the Rose Bowl was really good. So I wasn't really focused. So the way I'm going to do this is just watch the episode and then between or on commercial breaks, like recap what we just saw from this clown show. I have to say I was not impressed in the first hour that I watched, but I'll rewatch it and maybe since I'm really paying attention now, it'll be better, but we'll see. Um, Some housekeeping stuff. I will answer or see which um, fantasy league questions we got right at the end of the episode and then I guess since there won't be a preview podcast for every episode I'll just post on Twitter what I think the fantasy league questions are also you can still join the fantasy league that tweet is pinned to my Twitter and I think you can do that until the 16th I believe so go do that um next week is the national championship game on Monday sometimes there's been an episode that day sometimes there hasn't so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work if that's the case, it'll be another Tuesday, more like later Tuesday morning, um, depending on the outcome of that and if I end up going or not. Also, we will have some people on to recap the episodes with us down the road. Shane Bacon, who I did not know, is a huge Bachelor fan, would like us all to call Nick the wet rainbow flip-flop, which I kind of like, and I told him I'm stealing it, so thanks, Shane. He is going to come on the podcast at some point because we are both starting golf season this week too. So that, you know, 12-ish hours of an off season was lovely. So anyway, there's the housekeeping stuff. Go to all of that. I will, the webs, or the podcast is obviously posted on SoundCloud and iTunes. So go subscribe and review and send me emails for suggestions on Fantasy League prizes. So let's start the episode. Did you know that on this season of The Bachelor, we're going to see things that have never been seen before, and there's going to be more drama than ever? I need Chris Harrison to stop saying that, because it's almost like then I know for a fact that nothing exciting is going to happen. Um, We get Nick doing his intro about saying he's The Bachelor and he can't believe it, and he's so bad at it. And I can almost guarantee that nobody is more surprised that he is The Bachelor than me. Like, I am still legitimately angry about this. Then we get the whole shirtless montage of him in the city he lives in, except for a fun fact, Nick doesn't live in Chicago anymore. Nick lives in LA where he's been taking acting classes. So this whole Chicago businessman stuff, I have no idea where that's coming from. I mean, maybe back when, but I don't even think like before he did all these shows, he was actually a businessman. Then we get to go or we get the whole, we're surprised again, and how he is hashtag blessed, grateful, thankful, and looking for love. Like, just go ahead and drink anytime he says that, because he is going to be sucking up to ABC all season and being on his best behavior because they let him do this, which still should be Luke. He goes through his flaws and starts listing them, and he forgets that he's 
a fame whore douche canoe who won't get a real job and is on his fourth show of The Bachelor. Like, four. That's ridiculous. Like, dude, you were 36, which isn't normally old, but it is way too old to be still trying to do something with this show. Like, tough break. Like, you didn't get your 15 minutes of bar appearances, but I'm pretty positive that you did. And that's your fault for the way you acted on TV. Then we get to go see his family, which I still find bizarre that he has 11, or there's 11 kids. They're like the Duggar family of the North. And his poor 12-year-old sister, Bella, he talks about how she's got great advice for him. Like, yes, she has learned everything not to do from you. And they managed to not interview his parents, who at this point, I'm sure can only be mortified that this is what their son has chosen to do with his life for the past three years. I mean, that's their oldest, and this is, what is your son doing? Oh, he's still looking for love on reality TV. Like, so proud. Um, and then, last, lastly, we get him doing his photo shoot, and... I'm sorry, but I do not find him attractive. And no, it's not just because he doesn't have a dad bod. I just, there's something about him. It's just, he's gross. And maybe it's his personality too. And what a jerk he can be. But I just don't find him attractive. And this season puts me in a terrible mood. Like I'm getting frustrated even talking about it. And then of course we end with him saying he's going to give America a happy ending. And he thinks it's so fun. Well, first he acts like he didn't mean to say that, but he knew exactly what he was saying. And so again, I think he's the worst. So now maybe we'll get to meet his girls or see what happens this season that's unlike anything else. So you know what's just real rich about this show is how they always bring back the former bachelors or bachelorettes to talk and give them advice. So of course we get Sean Lowe, who's made an absolute career out of being on the bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor in paradise, showing up and giving his advice with normally with Catherine in tow. But I guess this was boys only. And... Okay, fine. He let him come around. His was a success and worked out, whatever. Then we get Ben, Mr. I have an ABC family show where I think I called off my engagement or broke it off to take a break, but we're still together. I have no idea. He is beyond boring. And then we have Farmer Chris, who I'm a big Chris fan, but Chris's relationship with Whitney after The Bachelor lasted all of maybe three months. So it's just real rich to me that these are the people we bring in to give Nick advice. But personally, I don't think Nick can take advice, nor is there anything that they could say that could help him. So then we get, you know, another montage of him putting on a suit saying he will never be discouraged enough to the point to stop looking for love, which is just so, so sweet. And then before commercial, we get a preview of what's coming up after the commercial. Here's the thing, Chris Harrison, this show could be easily finished in an hour. And instead, they continue to find ways to drag it out for two. And sometimes, like, the worst thing that makes me cringe is the two nights of two hours. So four hours of this. So I think we're about to maybe get to meet some of these girls. But then we have to watch their montages, too. How do we get Chris Harrison's job? I mean, the guy works for maybe 10 minutes an episode for, like, eight-week stretches a year. And gets paid an ungodly amount of money. Like, I want that job. So now we get the montages, which they always try to help these girls out. But somehow they always, sometimes they do, don't get me wrong. But they always come off as a little weirder. And you know they're only showing you girls that are going to make it far. And then the totally out there weirdos. So we got more than we normally get. Rachel, she's a lawyer, big fan. She lives in Dallas. 
I feel like she's way too good to be on this show. Like, I need her to want more, maybe, or maybe she'll be the next Bachelorette. So far, I would be totally fine with that. Danielle L., she owns three businesses or nail salons, and she sees a relationship as her next challenge. I don't know what it is about her, but I wasn't a fan. Vanessa, we get it. You speak a lot of languages. That's really neat. She won everyone over with being a special needs teacher. If you hate her, you're a terrible person. And she also says that she was meant to be a mom. Now, while that's very valid and a lot of girls feel that way, that is not something you say before you even meet the person that you're trying to date on national TV. So maybe pump the brakes just a little bit. Josephine is an absolute freak. Her glasses, she's a nursing student, I believe, and she has on those fake glasses. If you see Josephine in your emergency room or doctor's office, you should probably leave. She's a weirdo cat lady who meows, and she reminds me a lot of Drew Barrymore and Never Been Kissed. So Raven, I tweeted out that I had drama on Raven. So Raven is the girl from Hoxie, Arkansas, who is adorable, and she's 25 and owns the clothing store. So apparently Raven was engaged to a doctor in said town and she walked in on them having an or him having an affair with another girl who owns a different clothing boutique who used to have a store here in Dallas and it is also based in Arkansas. Um, I don't want to give out the name of said store yet, but it is one that some of you may probably be familiar with. So I feel bad for her, but she is only 25 and Nick's really old. And so I see this being her rebound and not knowing how to handle it because at 25, I wouldn't be able to handle that either. Corinne, this girl sucks. Like, I don't have a nicer word or way to say it. Like this chick is everything wrong and why girls get like bad reputations. You don't refer to your world as Corinne's world. Like you're still living at home sending a few emails for dad, claiming to run his multi-million dollar business. Said business, we don't know what it is. So it's probably a drug front. They all live in a condo together, which to me just seems really cramped for people that own a multi-million dollar business. I mean, she goes on to say that true love has been difficult. You are 24. Like maybe at 34 we'll talk that it's been difficult. She also thinks her and Nick will have cute kids. Again, pump the brakes. There's no doubt in my mind that this chick is the first one to get naked. And she's also going to drive me absolutely insane. Alexis is the dolphin weirdo. Every high school or every elementary school, there's always a girl who loves horses and is obsessed with horses. This is Alexis, but she's obsessed with dolphins and it's weird. Like she makes the noises. She wants them to be dolphin trainers together. Like I get it. You came up with a shtick, but I don't even think this is like a shtick. Like I think this girl is legit crazy and wants to be a dolphin. Danielle M, big fan. She's a neonatal nurse in Nashville. She seems to really have it together. She's 31, I think. So she's more around Nick's age, which is fine. Interested to see where she goes. Taylor is a 23-year-old mental health counselor. I just feel like a mental health counselor should know better than to go on The Bachelor, but maybe she's going to do free sessions or something and we can get that entertainment because I think that would be. Um, she's really pretty though. I could see Nick going for it, but again, she's 23. Like you just graduated from John Hopkins. Why are you going on The Bachelor? Liz is the doula from Vegas. So anyone who is a doula in Vegas, I'm sorry, but that's just a red flag. Like I don't want my kids born in Vegas. Um, 
she claims her and Nick, or she pleads the fifth about banging Nick at Jade and Tanner's wedding, where she was the maid of honor. And she has this horrific elephant back tat, and she um, didn't give Nick her number after said night they spent together because she thought he was just asking for it to be nice. So this is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So now we get limo introductions, but those were all of the montages. And my the best ones out of that were probably Rachel, Vanessa, Danielle, and Raven, who I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. So we'll see. Okay, so now we're starting limos, and Nick is so incredibly awkward. Does anyone else ever wonder how in the world he got this far or made it as a runner-up this far? Because I do. Like, he sucks. He's got the per- He has no personality. He's awkward. He's a horrible mumbler, which I can do too, but I don't know. He's just terrible. So I'm kind of excited for these limo intros because he's so awkward. So I'll just go down the list of all of them and my thoughts when they got out of the limo, and we'll do it that way. So first up is Danielle L, and all you see are boobs, and she giggles every three words, and she is horribly obnoxious. So Danielle L is not on my list. Elizabeth is wearing a prom wedding dress-ish thing that's terrible. She's nervous, and she is, like, so, so happy Nick is the next Bachelor. This chick is filler. Rachel is in a red dress, which becomes a theme, and she made her fantasy picks and wants to win his heart. Rachel, I have been vouching for you. I think you're wonderful. I think you're too good for this show, and you go and say something really stupid like that. Like, just stop. Kristen. Oh, Kristen. From her bio, we know she's in the wedding industry, which I told y'all was a huge red flag for any girl on this show. But she shows up in this yellow sequin prom dress with this yellow fan and does some type of dance, waving the fan that is just so incredibly cringeworthy and painful to watch. I don't even know. Um, she feels like she's meeting a celebrity when she meets Nick, and she fangirls hard and then finishes with letting him know that he is taller than she thought. It is so painfully terrible. Taylor walks up and says, my girlfriend said you're a complete piece of shit, but I didn't listen to them. There's a really awkward pause and that was really awkward. While it's completely, her friends are right. You should listen to your friends. They're normally right. Christina wants to get to know him for him. Real original. Angela, like, 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 wouldn't be here if it like wasn't him. Angela is annoying. And then we're getting in the background Danielle L, boob girl, talking about he's definitely husband material and how wonderful Nick is and how she just wants to start a family, which to me is foreshadowing that she's either about to get real drunk or she's out tonight because she's so obsessed. Lauren, I like Lauren a lot. She is, I believe, a lawyer. And she does a last name joke. Her last name's Hussey and his last name's Wild, which I thought was really funny. Like, it wasn't anything over the top. It was just original and really funny. And it really sucks her last name is Hussey. Michelle heard his past relationships have been lemons and she wants to make lemonade. He doesn't find it that funny. Dominique hopes the fourth time is the charm. And this chick, they keep showing her, like, in the house and she is driving me insane. Ida Marie makes him do a trust fall, which she's only like 23, so I guess that's as creative as she could get. Olivia, Joe Namath wants his fur coat back. She makes him do an Eskimo kiss because she's from Alaska. I guess I'll give her that. 
because she's from Alaska. Sarah runs up in running shoes because she didn't want, now he's not going to be another runner up, which was really funny, but I can't support this because if you've heard my rants, people who just run for the sake of running are just bizarre to me. But this chick definitely has a 13.1 sticker on the back of her car. Jasmine G, her dress is the same color as the Disney princess Jasmine. So I need Peter Pan to grow up. But then she brings Neil Lane out. Yes, like the ringmaker, Neil Lane. And the girls inside the house are watching this and they're furious. Girls in the house. She's bringing Neil Lane. She is screaming crazy. Why in the world would you be jealous of her? Like this chick, like that is instant. Send her home because all she wants is a ring and that's all she cares about. So Princess Jasmine needs to find a magic carpet because I have a feeling she's about to be floating away. Haley tells a no underwear joke that's so awkward and I need her to be less desperate. Astrid shows up and says her boobs are real in German because her name is Astrid. I wonder if she asked the plastic surgeon that she works for for her discount in German. She seems like exactly what I thought someone named Astrid Astrid would sound like. Liz, who before she gets out of the limo, will now admit that she banged Nick versus in her montage she says she plead the fifth. So I'm already horribly annoyed with her. Then... After she goes in, she doesn't think Nick remembers her. Then Nick says to Chris Harrison that she looked really familiar. And Chris Harrison plays the total, I don't know what you're talking about card, but you should figure that out. And have I told you all lately that I hate this show? It's for stuff like that. Like, we know you know. Stop faking it. Now we have the girl who I cannot stand the most. Corinne wants him to know this journey is about to be so crazy and I'm here for you. She gives him a hug token to come cash in later. Again, this chick will be the first one naked. Vanessa, I want to like you, but you have the worst dress of the night. I don't even know where you find a dress that looks like that. She speaks one of her tall languages to him, and it's all yay, whatever. Daniel M. brings her dad's syrup. It's sweet. See what I did there? Raven, she calls the hogs. This is the smartest move we've seen from The Bachelor in I don't know how long. Brett Bielema and his wife love this show and so if I'm a hogs fan I'm going to call the hogs which is so absurd anyway this chick is looking at season tickets for life as long as it or as long as Brett's there which honestly might not be that much longer but again so smart really I'm proud of you like thank you for calling the hogs on the bachelor Jamie tells Nick that she has balls and then proceeds to push down a nose ring that resembles something that Dennis Rodman would have in his Chicago heyday. She then walks into the house and yells that she has balls. This chick sucks, and not only because she cannot correctly spell her name. Brianna listens to his heart because she's a nurse. How many times have we seen that? Like, give me something else. Susanna, again, someone else who can't spell her name, gives him a beard massage, which is awkward and weird, and she's awkward and weird. Josephine is absolutely Drew Barrymore. She makes him Lady in the Tramp a hot dog because he's a wiener in in her book. Like that, I I have nothing. And it was so great because Nick didn't know what to do, which made me even happier because I love when he has to squirm. This is also when the red dress talk starts. And if you took a drink every time someone said the word red, you're probably either dead or in the hospital with alcohol poisoning. Brittany didn't really show her for long, puts on a surgical glove, Tells him to turn around 
so she can check if he's clean or not, and then they show her going in the house. So not really sure what happened there, but it's really aggressive, and I'm glad they didn't show it because it was awkward. Jasmine B., all we know is she has a red dress. Whitney, all we know is she has a red dress. Lacey shows up on a camel because she heard he likes a good hump, and so does she. I mean, subtlety is not something Lacey excels at in her red dress. Then we have Alexis. Alexis shows up in a shark costume, which is she claims is a dolphin costume because she dolphinately is here for the right reasons. And she keeps making shark noises and dancing around inside while all the girls debate if it's a shark or a dolphin costume. And this chick is weird. And, the, and now I can't stop saying dolphinately. Like, that is awful. I mean, overall, I don't like any of these girls. And they're about to get super catty. I don't like them. I don't like Nick. This season is going to suck so bad. So before we're greeted with Nick's big, you know, Tony Perkis-esque speech about how happy he is to be here, we get Liz, who tells us she thinks she has an advantage because she's already banged Nick. If science tells us anything, most relationships that start out with that on night one don't end very well. So again, Liz is delivering babies in Vegas, and I would highly recommend you not let her deliver your baby. So then Nick comes in and wants the girls to feel as empowered as possible, except it takes him five times to correctly pronounce those three words. And telling it coming from Nick, for him to want girls to feel empowered makes me feel beyond dumb that I'm wasting time watching this. I mean, he's just the worst. So Rachel and Nick are the first two to have alone time, and they hit it off, and she sneaks in a go, Cowboys. So I guess I will forgive her for her fantasy line or whatever that terribleness was when she got out of the limo. Crazy yellow prom dress Kristen decides that she's going to teach him how to ballroom dance because she wants to be on Dancing with the Stars. I told y'all this chick was crazy. She's in the wedding industry. She wore this awful dress. She thought he was a celebrity. She has stage five clinger written all over her. Danielle L, she just giggles every three words. And still, all it is is her boobs. That's all you see. Like, this girl, I really don't think anything's clicking up there. Okay, so then Chris Harrison walks in with the first impression rose. For the love of all things holy, we are on season 21. Shut up trying to explain to all of us what the first impression rose is. If you don't know what the first impression rose is, you shouldn't be allowed to watch this dumpster fire of a show. Just stop explaining it. It is common sense. It is season 21. And then I started thinking about it, that it's season 21, and but then there's two seasons every year, I think, and now I'm gonna have to go check. But if they only did this show once a year, there are some girls who had just started walking when they were on when this show started. If that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what will. So Corinne, of course, gives him a bag of tokens that have mixed use things written on them. Um, we don't. She, he doesn't open them to see what all they say, but it's a large bag of tokens. So she clearly set, thinks she's going to be around for a long time. And I'm willing to branch out and go out on a limb and say that half of those tokens say, let's get naked. Then Vanessa, who wants him to know that she is so honest and that the stars aligned because she told her friend who submitted her application right. I'm sure all of your friends submitted your application and you never did it at all. Um, that she wanted Nick to be the bachelor. And so the stars aligned because it's him. 
cut me a break. Like I want to like you, Vanessa, I really do, but you are making it so incredibly hard. But then right before, oh, Vanessa also wants you to know that she doesn't kiss people on the first date. People who don't kiss people on the first date are the people who say they don't kiss people on the first date. But they're interrupted by Corinne, part two, which is great because she comes back and she wants to kiss him. And Nick says he doesn't have his bag of tokens with him, but it's okay. This one's token free. And then Nick starts to think that he hopes other girls didn't see that, but they definitely did because this is The Bachelor. And since he's been on this so many times, you'd think he'd get it. But again, he's beyond dumb. So almost everyone saw it. They're all pissed that Corinne's double dipped on time now. And maybe things are about to get interesting. In case you missed it, Corinne is here for Nick. She's also here to get naked and make out with him repeatedly and say his name repeatedly and to drive me insane. All the girls are now walking around starting to realize that they've been there for a while because of how much wine they've consumed and maybe the sun's starting to come up and that maybe enough of them haven't talked to Nick. Claire me shocked that Nick doesn't know how to manage his time because that's a skill you learn at an actual job and not when you're living in LA taking acting classes being on four different versions of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. So Princess Jasmine, this was my favorite, in her Princess Jasmine dress goes and asks for time to steal Nick away and he tells her no. This chick has full-blown meltdown. Like not in front of Nick meltdown, but like talking to herself outside and then comes to the conclusion that maybe she's being too nice. First of all, what are you even talking about? And second of all, you've been there for a few hours. <laughs> this girl is a disaster. But then we get a mental health examination or evaluation from Taylor, the 23-year-old mental health expert. The dolphin chick is dolphinately still rocking her costume, and I've got to give her credit. She's completely committed to it, but she's doing exactly what her sisters told her not to do and making dolphin noises as like mating calls I guess or something to call Nick over who then proceeds to tell her repeatedly that it's a shark costume so again Nick this is probably another reason why you are still single but that's just a guess then we get Liz Liz I've said it what three times already like she is so annoying like he of course he remembers you it was a one night stand like he doesn't forget it he absolutely knew who you were. You were the maid of honor in Jaden Tanner's wedding. He is now offended that she did not reach out. Here's my thing with that. For the first like weeks or months, you start dating someone. I am all the guy takes the lead on that. It is old school, pursue them, you want to feel pursued. That's on Nick. Like that is such a crappy excuse. Like I didn't understand why you didn't reach out. It's not like my number's hard to get. Maybe she didn't reach out because she didn't want to. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, that's such a Nick comment to make. Like, she didn't reach out to me. Yeah, because you're the guy. Like, you should have gone out of your way. Her number's just as easy to get, and you should have pursued her if you really found her that interesting. So then they start kind of, like, arguing about it, and she drops some line about if they were supposed to cross paths that they would. So, again, I don't like this chick even more, which I didn't think that was going to be possible. And then someone um, comes to see them away, and they're kind of arguing about it, and it's just really uncomfortable. And I don't like either of them. Angela gives him a frame with the Sex in the City quote and acts mortified that he doesn't know who Carrie Bradshaw is. Okay, well, I love Sex in the City. You are not in college anymore. You are not a high school girl who thinks she is worldly and cultured to be quoting Carrie Bradshaw. And just 
stop. Like, that to me is instant. You have to send her home. Like, I'm honestly shocked she didn't use a Coco Chanel or is it the Marilyn Monroe quote that's the prettiest girls are happiest or the happiest? Or is that Audrey Hepburn? Whatever. It's one of the three. Him and Daniel M, they have a connection, and I like her a lot, and he asks if she works in a hospital. She's an ICU nurse, you moron. Like, yes, she works in a hospital. When's the last time you went to the doctor and were in the ICU at the doctor's office? Rachel gets the first impression, Rose, because go Cowboys. And Vanessa is shocked that she didn't get it because she felt a connection. Again, trying really hard to like Vanessa, can't do it. Good for Rachel, though. I told you. From the bottom of his heart, Nick wants you all to know that you're wonderful and thank you for being vulnerable. Like, okay. And that's how he ends, you know, right before they come and get him to go, I guess, they decide who he's going to put or give roses to. And then this chick, Christina, who we know nothing about, shows up, is just crying. Like, talking to the camera, getting all teary-eyed and crying. Again, I don't know who you are. And second of all, what are you crying about? Like, I don't... I don't understand. So then we start to give out roses, and he's so awkward. But we said goodbye to Angela because Carrie Bradshaw, Brianna, Ida Marie, Jasmine B. Maybe you shouldn't bring Neil Lane on the first day. Maybe. Lauren, okay, Lauren, I don't understand. She's around your age. She's adorable. She's a lawyer. I know she may not technically be employed right now, but she's a lawyer, and you're an idiot. Michelle... The Lemons Girl, Olivia, Eskimo Kisses, she was kind of weird, and Susanna, who gave him a beard massage. Now, throughout all of this, Christina is still crying, like, to the camera and the little, you know, B-roll stuff. Again, no idea why. I don't even know if she talked to Nick, but anyway. And then once she gets a rose, then all we hear about is Liz and Nick and that they've had sex before and if he's going to give her another chance because she didn't reach out to him. And naturally, being this being The Bachelor, she gets the last rose. So he's so awkward saying goodbye to all of them. Brianna won't stop crying. I don't even remember what she does, but the only thing I got out of it is she doesn't think this is the right place to find love. I mean, duh. So then we get previews from next week or this season. And aside from that, the Dolphin and Josephine, I feel like are gonna be a treat, so I'm glad they're staying. I want to know who the hell Christina is. I'm going to assume it's a safe bet that Corinne's going to get naked. Dominique and Liz are, again, also two that are going to drive me insane. Nick makes out with, like, everyone. Apparently, Jamie is bi, which is a first. Really branching out their bachelor. Everyone cries this season, apparently. Just all the tears. And then Corinne leaves us with this absolute gem. Her heart is gold, but her vagine is platinum. This chick is, I don't... I don't even know about her yet, but I need her to stay around for a long time because she makes me feel so good about myself. It's ridiculous. So I said I would go over fantasy questions from this week, but at the same time, I don't really think that's necessary because the results have already been posted. So if you were in Fantasy League, go check the scores. And I don't know why they don't update until 10 a.m. Eastern in the morning after the show. Sounds like somebody at ABC is a little lazy, but that's just me. Um... We will do this again next week. I'm not sure when. These take a lot longer to do than I thought. But anyway, I will live tweet if I can. If it's during the national championship, forget it. Roll Tide. And you can follow along on Twitter at Maddie Lou C. And we'll see you next week.